Are you suffering from chronic joint or back pain? Downtown's Healthcare in Denver offers effective alternative therapies that are non-invasive, non-surgical, and drug-free. Start your journey to a pain-free life. Call Downtown's Healthcare at 303-292-9992, now in Lowry or downtown. Hello, everyone. It's that time for the Jay Moore Tech Talk Show, where we answer questions about technology, explain the way they should work, and why they don't sometimes. And now here's your host, John C. Morley. Suddenly your house is hit by a giant meteor storm that's totally unexpected. One of those hot little babies comes right through the kitchen window. You just happen to be holding a match. Hey! You're not going to like that, are you? Don't worry, folks. I'm a fire marshal. Hello, everyone, and welcome once again to the Jay Moore Tech Talk Show. And welcome, Marcus. It's always great to have you, my trusty co-host. How are you doing tonight? Hey, I'm doing fine, John. It's very good to see you again. It's very good to hear your voice. Good to hear your voice, too. Great to see you. And, uh, you know, speaking about seeing people <laughs> and uh, going to visit them, how would you like to go visit your neighbor or significant other and uh, go to ring their doorbell and have to worry about it possibly catching on fire oh man that's, that <laughs> sounds like a catastrophe waiting to happen and and a surprise indeed uh, waiting around the door <laughs> yes yeah, so uh ring you know ring ring video doorbell um yeah. so the second generation ring video doorbell so not the first one but the second generation uh the video doorbell's battery can overheat when the incorrect screws are used for the installation posing a fire and a burn hazard to those beautiful fingers trying to touch that little button <laughs> this is this is very terrible like so why why is this happening john yeah you know, so i was doing some research so the recall involves the ring doorbell uh the model number i want to put it out we could probably put up on the screen for our for our viewers it is the model number five you as an uncle m as in mary five e5 smart doorbell camera um, so the only ring video doorbell second generation models with certain serial numbers are included. Now, the notice affects the ring doorbell second generation, uh, 20 trees, not to be confused with the ring video doorbell. So, um, this is the thing. So uh, the, there, there's the ring video doorbell second generation and the not confused with just the ring video doorbell two. So that's, that's the difference or the, just the ring doorbell pro. Uh, so I guess the best way to explain this is everyone's probably saying to me, you know, what is the ring, um, video doorbell? I mean, we know what it is, but when we think about the ring door video doorbell, how do you know by looking at it? And I think that's a little hard, but the ring video doorbell second generation, if I can kind of, uh, you know, lighten it for the users, basically, um, it's the doorbell that, uh, it doesn't look small. It, it basically looks almost like a box, okay? Mm. It's not the real tiny ones. And um, what I think has happened, they haven't alluded to this, uh, Marcus, but this is what I've concluded. Um, 
that uh, basically, you know, they're saying if you use the wrong screw. Now, yeah, that's a, that's all I'm seeing on the on the article here, like a, a screw. Yes, yeah, like, so do not use any screw <laughs> other than the included short security screws when securing your video doorbell to the bracket. Now, this is the thing I have to say. Most people that buy these things, they have some common sense, right? Maybe some. And yeah. I would use the screws that come in the package, wouldn't you? Yeah, that, that okay. would make more sense. So you're probably saying to yourself, John, why is this happening if they provide screws? I think, but now they haven't said this, but I think, Marcus, that somebody goofed on the screws. That seems a lot more plausible than what they're trying to sell everyone else in this in this particular PR statement. I, I know they're trying to make it out that it's the end user's fault. Yeah. Okay. Um, the typical pepperoni here. Yeah, they're doing it because again, their their other product is totally fine, um, and you know they're obviously showing the security screw and they're showing the wood screw. So they're saying, do not use any screw other than the included short security screws when securing your video doorbell to the bracket. So what's happening is, you know, there's a very small little area there. And to check uh, whether your ring video doorbell, because uh, I'm sure we've probably lit a few people up and caught your attention, um, is impacted, uh, you can actually enter your device serial number, which is your DSN or your SN number, and you can just go right to the, uh, you go right to, it says uh, support.ring.com. And you can click on the, on the thing that says enter DSN here. And literally it will tell you whether your doorbell has been affected. But it's not the brand new doorbells that you see, you know, the real sleek and yeah. sexy ones. It's not those. It's the ones that basically are bigger. Um, they almost look like, um, to tell you what, the, what they look like, they probably look closer to the size of, I'm going to hold up a phone here for a second. You've got to see my, 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 uh, my intercom phone here. Uh, we used to open the doors. You see how this phone is kind of like, uh, it's like a rectangle. Right. It's more of this kind of shape. It's not the ones, and it's a little fatter. It's not the ones that are just short and they're like, you know, the one inch it's, it's the bigger ones, like the one I'm showing you. Not, that's not a. Uh, that's not a ring doorbell. That's actually a vision uh, a wireless that opens our links to our door control system. But it the point is, is that people, um, I think what happened with the pandemic, I think some people weren't paying attention. You know, ring never had this problem ever with anything. Now, the thing about ring is uh, ring itself, um, where it's manufactured. I'm not actually sure where it's manufactured, but I don't think it's manufactured in the U.S. What do you think? No, I, I don't think it is either. You know, um, when we have these type issues, we usually have to, you know, call overseas somewhere to, <laughs> to, to, ask, to ask if we can get uh, directions on how we can correct it. Yeah, so it, 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 it's, it's uh, um, so uh, the ring doorbell, in case you wanted to know, guess where it's made, Marcus? Uh, let's, is it China? Yeah. Oh, wow. You know, I, I probably would have won a million dollars if I would have planned, <laughs> you know, who wants to be a millionaire? So the next question you're probably asking is, so Ring is a marketing name, okay? Ring is a marketing name. Bot, B-O-T, Home Automation Inc., a name you probably don't know about, but that is actually the manufacturers of the doorbell, Bot Home Automation Inc. But 
it's it's in Santa Monica, California, and then they must just have a tie over or like a quick express over to China. Uh, a lot of these companies now, you know, they're having like a host in the U.S. and then they're doing work overseas. So Ring manufactures home security products that incorporate outdoor motion detecting cameras and Ring video doorbells. Yeah, you know, uh, this is this is what what we are caution on quite a bit, and when we are relying. On, on some of these these companies and you know that kind of get filtered in here uh, to to be uh, I guess the ones who are going to deliver our products we can expect some type of catastrophe to happen here especially I, yes I, I think you know we always what is those three things they always say Marcus uh, quality price and service yes right uh, and you, something's you, going to be something something's going to be uh, sacrificed in the in the middle of trying to yeah. something's going to give, it may not. Yeah. That's also with the analogy of, you know, either pay now or pay later. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> and usually you're going to pay more later. I'll give you a perfect yeah. analogy. You lease a car, right? They charge you, I don't know, on the front end, they charge you 10 cents on the lease for the, for the miles, right? right? On the back end, they charge you 20 cents or more per mile. Mm. So if you know how many miles you're going to do, probably behooves you to buy those extra miles although some people want to keep their their price down you know that that's the um that's the whole issue that is so the, the good <laughs> the good thing is ring is definitely uh you know they're coming to the table on this but what i don't like about it marcus is that uh, not that they're not taking responsibility but really <laughs> they're not taking responsibility because they're trying to blame it on a consumer yeah. Now, we know consumers don't do everything right, right? We know that. Right. But I, I think this is a very, I think it's going to bite them in the end. And the reason I say this is that when the truth comes out, which is that people are really not putting in these screws, or maybe a question is going back, well, maybe when they have an insurance case or a lawsuit, it's like, well, gee, where did you get the screws from? Oh, in the package. <laughs> So now I think it was a matter of the wrong assembly line because we're talking, Marcus, a quarter of a million of these products yeah. are on recall as of today. Yeah. So, you know, and again, this 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 is nothing that's uncommon. This has happened in the auto industry where, you know, somebody, you know, had, you know, uh, stubbed their own nail somewhere or screw somewhere and it wasn't supposed to be there. And, you know, so this is. You know, this is not an, an uncommon thing. And, you know, and like you said, uh, some lawsuits are going to happen and um, they're going to be forced to take this thing off the market. The, the thing I think they're really worried about, to be very honest with you, I think they're worried about how it might hurt their other brand. Um, yes, I, I, I think, uh, you know, most times consumers aren't you know that uh, that much much concern as they are not that well uh versed in, in, into finding out uh the mother brands but you know but then again you know uh if if this becomes big news you know they can be closely tied together yeah because now if suddenly i go to home depot or i go to amazon or wherever the heck i go to buy this product or i get it as a gift for some from somebody for christmas and the first thing that goes through me it's like you know some people that have sped their whole life. Luckily, I'm not a speeder. And every time they hear the cop 
sound, you know, the, the siren going off, their blood pressure goes up. Now yeah. I hear a cop siren go off and it doesn't really phase me too much, but some people it's like, they like, you know, they cringe. Mm-hmm. I think it's because <laughs> every time the cop siren comes well, goes off or the lights, they get pulled over or something happens. <laughs> so, yeah. you know, it's that, that Pavlov and the dog thing, right? Right. I think what's going to happen is that they're probably going to address this with the factory that did it. Mm-hmm. And I have a good chance that they're probably going to take care of it. And as long as Marcus, this does not happen again. Okay. Like, let's say we don't go six months or a year. Okay. And nothing like this happens for five years. Okay. Then we're okay. But if something happens between now and five years, a ring, Oh, you know, I'm really not that crazy about ring. You know, that's what's going to happen. Yeah. That spinoff is going to happen. So I think they're an intelligent company. But the interesting thing about it is that now they're trying to educate the consumers about what screw is and they're changing the, the packaging. So now consumers can be more conscientious of it. But I honestly think, Marcus, it's a packaging problem. Yeah, which would make a lot more sense. You know, and so now yeah. what they're going to do and what they really should have done, Mark, is that, hey, you know, we just want to make you guys aware of it. We've noticed an issue in one of our packaging plants and we're including a larger sign uh, notice in the package. And if you happen to have a problem, give us a call at our 800 number and we'll get another another batch of screws sent right out to you. Yeah, that's that's more of an easier, more responsible. Well, that, that's system. what a responsible company would do, Mark. Yeah. This just is uh this is somebody who doesn't that's being cheap. Yeah. That that's that's what it that's really what it's about. But uh so if you're going to visit a friend, uh I guess check to see if they have a ring doorbell too. And again, if it's a <laughs> really a small Are you suffering from chronic joint or back pain? Downtown's healthcare in Denver offers effective alternative therapies that are non-invasive, non-surgical, and drug-free. Start your journey to a pain-free life. Call Downtown's Healthcare at 303-292-9992 now in Lowry or downtown. Mary redeemed a $50,000 cash prize playing Chumba Casino this year. I was only playing for fun, so winning this was a dream come true. Chumba Casino is America's number one social casino experience. It's serious fun. With over 80 casino-style games to choose from, you too could win life-changing amounts of cash. Be like Mary. Log on to ChumbaCasino.com and give them a whirl. That's ChumbaCasino.com. No purchase necessary, void, or prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details. The voice in the preceding commercial was not the actual voice of a winner. Oh, doorbell, it's yeah. ring, you're fine. But if it's that big doorbell that's as big as a phone, well, then I'd be a little bit hesitant. Maybe knock or call them on the cell phone. <laughs> yeah, I, I think I'm going to do that anyways uh, during the holidays, you know. So, or yeah. maybe how about you shove something under the door? <laughs> <laughs> but you know, speaking about rolling around, because uh, that's what this company's kind of doing, they're rolling around in a mess. Is uh, Uber's rolling out something new? Did you hear this? Uh, yeah, so they got the uh, they booked the thirty day trips in advance. Yes, yeah, so Uber is now letting riders book trips in advance with a new feature called Uber Reserve. Now, when you and I think of reserve, I know that makes me think of credit cards. You know, where a company would want to put a reserve on you before you could get the money, or twenty five percent if you're a new merchant, and then they would give that to you after you know a clean your area of processing or quick clean period of processing. But no, this is different. This is a reserve. Um, I don't actually like the name Uber Reserve. 
Um, I think it's confusing because in the financial industry, Marcus, it means something else. Yeah. Uh, so this this could cause some some problems. I I would have called I, I it think... something like the Uber Uber reservation, yeah. uh, or Uber or Uber. Um, maybe I would have done something like Uber Reserve Plus, because then that would indicate it's not just reserve. Because we think of reserve, you think of bank. Yeah. Uh, or or Uber VIP. Well, they already have VIP or Uber um, Uber prearrangement, Uber. Um, Uber scheduled ride or something like that, like an an U mm -hmm. a U a USR an Uber scheduled ride. They could have marketed that better and got a lot more play out of it. So this company says the idea is to make it easy as possible for people to manage their schedules. So this new system um, allows the uh, people wanting a ride to schedule, and um, they uh, they now they have a dedicated place on the app screen. That lets people book up to 30 days in advance. But now my question to you is this, Marcus. If I'm going on a trip, suppose I want to book a ride even further in advance. What if I want to book 60 or 90 days in advance? It's not going to happen for you. <laughs> no, I know. But yeah. I, I just feel that this shouldn't be limited to 30 days. Yeah, they, they, it, yeah I, I guess they're trying, to, they're trying to pilot it first. It, it's, a, it's, a, it's a way of trying to pilot it first. And then they're just going to scrap it if it's not... Getting the, the hype that is the, the Do you, do you know you know why they're you know why they're doing this, Marcus? They're not doing this for the reason you and I think. They're not doing it to make things easier. They're doing this to bring in more money. Yeah, it's, it's another reason because of the coronavirus pandemic since March. They're trying to give people a reason to get out and spend money and feel comfortable when they want to. Uh, the company said, and I quote: uh, "It's sped up development of the of the features since this because it saw an uptick of the scheduled trips." So they claim they were working on this, but they just all of a sudden, Marcus, threw uh, all the logs on the fire and lit it up and, and put extra lighter fluid on it. And now hopefully they're going to get this app done. A lot of companies are doing that, you know. I'm just curious. Uh, do, do you feel like they may be chasing a, a, a different part of the market, though? I do. I really do. I, you read my mind. I, I think they're trying to not just cater to people that want to ride, uh, like people at home. They're trying to cater to, let's say, uh, corporate people, okay, that want to reserve for their flights and stuff like that. Uh, they're trying to corporate to uh, cater to people that maybe have a doctor's appointment. Yeah, that, that would uh, make more sense. But, you know, uh, it is a fierce uh, market to, to try to tap into. You know, I, I think there's still a lot of, people that's kind of still kind of comfortable uh with the way that they're you know getting around um you know uh, with their pre pre-scheduled rides what I, what i'd like to see marcus and if they really want to be smart about it incorporate the um the ability so that before they get in the, the, the car that uh they do a quick uh temp test and i think also to be honest with you i think the drivers should be going for COVID tests weekly yeah. and need to provide that information in the app or suddenly just like their insurance, they're not able to drive. And Uber would pay for those tests, just saliva tests. It could be something as simple as they mail them the tubes and every week they have to go bring the tubes and, and get tested. And they basically have 72 hours to do it. And if they don't have it on file, then they, they're not eligible to drive. 
that would be more safer and that that, uh, that would bring more confidence in, in, in riders. But you see, this is the thing, Marcus, when people do stuff in life, they don't do it for the reason that you and I believe, or it's for the market. They're doing it for a reason that is perceived. And what they're perceiving is that it's going to be convenient for people. That's not the reason they're doing it. They're doing it to uptick their money. Absolutely. So if they really cared about people, Marcus, then they would be doing the safety check. But I can tell you right now, I was I was uh, near a client today, and I saw the big Uber building. And you know the building was, was empty. Mm. It was like nobody working in there. Wow. So it adds new U.S. cities in the coming weeks, international cities, and they're really trying to grow. I think between them and I think they're going to have some fun because I think Lyft's going to probably do something soon. And if Lyft came up with something, I think then we would have something really remarkable uh, to talk about because right now it's Uber, 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 and the big thing in New York about saving the medallions. And I'm not going to go too much into that, but in New York, the medallions, they're trying to put together all these plans so that the uh, people can uh, lower their debts to get a medallion and finance it with like 4%. Mm -hmm. Because they claim right now that uh, the people in New York, uh, they can't get a medallion because they can't afford one. Right. And there's just a lot, like I said, there's just a lot of stuff, you know, rolling around. I think safety uh, is very important in, in every area. But speaking about things uh, rolling around and <laughs> traveling here and traveling there, uh, my next guest, uh, Lulu Lima, uh, she's a travel advisor and a consultant, and she has a passion for travel. And uh, she likes to help people win by creating memorable experiences. And the thing about it is that, you know, um, not only is she a travel agent, uh, but speaking to her, she's actually traveling quite a bit now and traveling safely, I understand, uh, during the COVID period, where a lot of travel agents I know, uh, they've kind of closed, uh, closed up their shop. Um, so... <laughs> Let's uh, please welcome to the stage, Lulu Lima. Hey, how, how are, are you? you? Welcome, welcome to the show, Lou. How are you doing to uh, tonight? I'm excellent. Thank you so much for having me. It, it is our pleasure. You know, uh, so I have to ask you this. Uh, I mean, you've been doing travel for quite a while, but, you know, Lulu, what got you so passionate and made you want to get into the travel industry? You know, I've been traveling with a passport since I was six months old. So wow. um, my family comes from the thought process that travel is a necessity, not a luxury. And with that, um, I have traveled since uh, at 17. I left, studied in Switzerland. Yeah. And, um, you know, I, I was gallivanting throughout Europe all on my own. So um, at 17 years old, so it was a, a great adventure. The days before cell phones and, you know, people being able to tap into you. What was a GPS? Um, right. So great. So it, it, it really does create an opportunity to, to have a due vision. And that's what makes me passionate about travel. I um, think that's remarkable. I know when, when, I was only in, um, uh, when I was only in high school, um, I was already traveling with my French teacher with a group, you may know them, called ALSG, American Leadership Study Groups. They're not around anymore. And um, that's when I learned that you can actually travel and get credit and <laughs> actually go towards your education. And when I told my parents about, 
Oh, sure, it will help pay. I said, yeah, it's going to help me with my with my uh, with my grades. Really? Yeah, I can get it. I can get credit toward this for my for my French. Wow, we have to look into that. <laughs> and uh, before I knew it, uh, I was traveling all around. And uh, when I traveled, it was fun because we did it when the you know they had the um, uh, they had the bomb scare. And uh, I didn't know a lot of French, but I knew enough. And what they said, I know what they they said quickly. I understood it was basically hit the deck. Uh, <laughs> I was at the airport in De Gaulle, and uh, they would take your luggage if you left it for more than thirty seconds. Yep, they so still that do. Was a little, that was a little challenging. Uh, but I have to ask you, Lula. So, so with traveling, you know, here and there, you know, uh, why is it so important to you? To be able to travel during COVID, COVID, why is it such a big deal? Why don't you just want to wait? So travel is something that unites us. And that's something that's super important. Um, we need to make sure that we continue that unification. We have been a very divided country for a little bit. And so we need to have that break. Um, in addition to that, Travel is something that it helps your mind, body, spirit. Being closed up doesn't necessarily help for the self-care of one person. So the travel piece of things needs to continue no matter what's happening. Today it's COVID. Tomorrow it's going to be something else. You're you're 100% right on that. I think, and you know, and a lot of times, uh, I think people are just, they're, they're, they're making excuses to not do something. Correct. And, you know, not that I, I blame anybody, but, you know, there's a lot of people out of work right now. And again, I hope all these people get back to work very soon. A lot of them don't want to go back to work. They, they just they keep making excuses uh, when there's a chance for them to get a job. Oh, I'm not ready yet. Well, when? Well, when things get better. Well, when are you going to adapt? Well, the, the government's going to keep providing for me. Well, you can't yeah. have that attitude. No, we shouldn't. And the other thing is, is that travel, the tourism sustains many people so you don't have a job you're but if you don't have a job then you know you're not just helping sustain an economy so when you travel you're also allowing for an economy to stay independent i i i agree with you so really interesting what i want to know is this so uh, a lot of us has probably contemplated um you know should you be traveling um during covid and uh, if so, Lulu, how do you travel safely? I know this yeah. is and this has entered a lot of minds, not just mine. I'm sure you've thought of that, Marcus. How about it? Has that come to your mind, Marcus, at all? How, uh, so, yeah, absolutely, it has. Yes, yes. So, uh, so, so, share that with us, Lulu. Yeah, absolutely. So, traveling right now is a personal decision. And so I don't fault anyone for whether or not they want to travel or they're afraid of traveling. What I recommend is figure out where you are in the process. Mm -hmm. If you are, if you're able to get into your car and go to say a local hotel and maybe do something like a hotels by day where you just get a couple of hours mm -hmm. and just see what that process is like. What is it like to check in? What is it like to go into hotel room? What is it? you know, um, to order room service uh, or maybe use their, the, um, the pool or the gym. Those things will help you kind of determine if you're ready for that next step. I, I, I think I think you got the right you got the right attitude there. It's, it's about taking baby steps. We can't if somebody doesn't know how to swim. We can't just throw them in and hope they're going to swim. 
That's not the great. We have to like see if the water is comfortable uh, before we can get in, or at least you know, at least take take a step and go up to our knees. You know, don't you know, don't take it toe by toe, but at least go in at least you know a, a few feet at a time. Don't do it one inch. And um, what I have to say that is, people, it's really just going to a restaurant. Right. Some yes. people can even just go to a restaurant. So so traveling in your own backyard is something that will tell you, OK, I'm ready for the next step. I'm ready for that longer car trip or I'm ready for that plane ride. I've been on 10 planes already since July. That That's amazing. My uh, my parents, uh, they're in Naples and they uh, they flew up to see me a couple of weeks ago and they were very petrified, to be honest, about flying. Uh, they don't like to fly anyway, but with, with the COVID. Don't let being treated for pain be a pain. Come to Downtown's Healthcare, 950 17th Street in Denver. Find out how to reduce pain naturally without surgery, without drugs. Call Downtown's Healthcare, 303-292-9992. Now in Lowry or downtown. Mary redeemed a $50,000 cash prize playing Chumba Casino this year. I was only playing for fun, so winning this was a dream come true. Chumba Casino is America's number one social casino experience. It's serious fun. With over 80 casino-style games to choose from, you too could win life-changing amounts of cash. Be like Mary. Log on to ChumbaCasino.com and give them a whirl. That's ChumbaCasino.com. No purchase necessary. Void or prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details. The voice in the preceding commercial was not the actual voice of a winner. Thing. And um, they uh, they called me um, when they landed. I picked them up. Uh, I scheduled to pick them up. And when I went there, uh, the first thing was that, um, you know, I said, how was your flight? They said, oh, our flight was amazing. It was great. I said, you sure? Everything was fantastic. I said, how was the food service on the plane? Well, she says, John, they did a great job. They, they flew United and they gave everyone a packaged um, bag yep. uh, with some snacks, all sealed. And they gave them sodas or beverages, all individual. And it was just very thing. The only thing they had told me was that in the airport, there were some people that were obviously not following protocol, which you're going to get that anywhere, I guess. But they said for the most of the part, security was good. The, everything with the plane was very good. They felt very comfortable. Even when um, they picked up their luggage, everything was very good. We went to get the car. I mean, everything was just to the nines. And they felt very, very comfortable. And I know I'm flying uh in just a few weeks to go see them for a month in florida and now i feel a lot more comfortable i always flew on planes but i think now knowing um what they're doing i think the hardest challenge was just that they had to wear a mask and and what i learned is that the cloth masks lulu are just a lot more comfortable when you have to wear them for hours than to wear those paper masks absolutely and so i actually have um designed a mask for my clients when they book through me so that I actually have something that will collect their sweat. Um, they'll be able sure. to breathe and, and all of that. So, because I've been doing it right. So I, I get the fact that, you know, when you're going into different temperatures and all of that kind of stuff, you need to have something that you're comfortable in. Um, yeah. And I, and I think the thing with the planes is that, uh, when you get on the planes, they said the staff was very, um, I mean, they're always very nice, but they were, they followed all the protocols. Everything was very clean. The only thing they had told me is they said they weren't going to trust the bathrooms. They probably were okay, but they just didn't want to do that. Everything you know else what? they were comfortable with. I've done the bathrooms. I was like them in the beginning at first. And even in the beginning, um, when the airlines were just coming back, some of the airlines had said, you know, we're going to do it like old school style where you have to raise your hand, so to speak, to get up. Um, 
So that's how kind of things started and then it evolved a little bit because there's no queuing in the galleys. And, right. And they don't allow they don't allow you to stand in line after after the after several years of not allowed they don't allow you to stand in the line anymore. No. So you have to kind of keep and you know looking back and going and, and keeping in contact uh, on on the plane, you'll see where it has the, the occupied or um, the vacancy uh, lights. Yeah, ab- ab- absolutely. And, you so, know, I think people are going to get more comfortable, aren't they? As we move on, I think people are going to get more comfortable. Yeah. And so and depending on the airline, too, think, keep this in mind. Um, a lot of the airlines are filling their planes right now. I've come back from the number of flights that have had everything taken. Okay. So, Lulu, how do you travel? There's so many bureaucratic uh, government restrictions that are being placed upon us. And I think they're changing more than I blow my nose every day. Yes, they. Um, that is very true. And so travel advisors, are um, we're the ones in the front line. We're your advocates. We're the ones going and making sure that we know what rules are going to affect you when you're going to travel. Is and- there like an association that our, our viewers can go to? Uh, I know I was doing something yesterday for truckers and there was a national association for truckers a not-for-profit. Is there some type of not-for-profit or some type of association that kind of like lets people know what's going on in the travel industry? So there, um, there's ASTA, which is the American Society of Travel Advisors. Okay. Um, and so that is probably the best source for um, consumers to take a look at, see what's going on, and also to see who's vetted in the industry in making sure that they're getting somebody who's going to be on their side. I, I think that's important, you know, what, you know, having an advocate and just having somebody that can help them, especially if they're traveling internationally or even traveling outside of their own state. Uh, you know, it's kind of like, you know, they're out of water. They just got to be comfortable. I know the first time I went to Europe, uh, it, it was challenging. Um, and, and not to mention the first time I went to Europe, uh, had a very interesting experience real quick. I'll tell you, uh, I was I was very young. I probably was uh, not even in my teens yet. And uh, I actually got pickpocketed and uh, I learned a lot. I could write a book from it, but I went with family. And um, the thing is the way I dress, I mean, I dress the way I always dress, uh, not like a tourist, but I dress the way I dress, you know, everywhere. Especially when you were young. Yeah, of course. I went, I went to Italy and uh, I still remember to this day and I give this tip to everybody if anyone ever comes up to you and tries to shove a newspaper in your face, okay, <laughs> they're, they're trying to get wallet. you to look at the newspaper while the other person on the right pinches and pulls the wallet out of you. Yeah. Within about 10 minutes, we found my wallet across the street with all my information. I didn't have any credit cards at the time. My license, everything was there, but all the money was gone. Right, because all they wanted was your cash. They wanted my cash, and they, I was able to cancel the American Express Traveler's checks immediately. There were some of those in there. And what I do, Lulu, this is a great tip. I keep a money belt. So one that I um, one that I keep on, I keep it underneath, under garments, basically. And then I only keep a couple of those bills in my wallet. So, you know, it makes it a little You're harder for people to try to get. And obviously logging them, because I know a lot of people get this like, money, and then they don't ever spend the time, Lulu, to log it, and then they have no way to track it. No, agreed. Absolutely. And so, and, and one of the things that I work with is the currency exchange to do it before you leave the country. Yes. Um, Yes. Because you're buying their currency versus them buying the dollars. And so you're going to get more of their currency when you actually buy it beforehand. 
it, it just depends on where you're going because sometimes it gives you less, right? There's some places you our dollar doesn't go so far. The, yes, but even when our dollar doesn't go so far, it's, you're still going to get more when you're buying their currency versus when you're selling American dollars. Oh, uh, go, I see what you're saying. So you're but, buying their currency as, as a commodity here before yeah. you get there. Correct. So you have. So if you know your trip and you're watching the um, the actual fluctuation, you actually will have the opportunity to get more of their currency for our dollar. Okay. All right. So that's, that's a very that's a very um, good tip. Yeah. So that's something, and that's something that I um, I walk my clients through all the time. So um, and one of the other things too that you asked me earlier that I didn't get to answer is how do you travel safely during this time? Yeah. And really by following the protocols. I mean, I just came back from Costa Rica and um, everywhere, not you washed your hands. They had outside sinks before you walked into the place. Every place had a temperature um, check. And okay. it wasn't checking your temperature at your forehead. You put your wrist up to a machine or they took it from your arm. Um, right. Sanitized beforehand. Every place had a place where you were um, swiping your feet to get have your feet sanitized before you walked in. Wow. So, so there was a lot, so lots of protocols. Mexico has very, um, very stringent protocols as well. And what's Mexico the, what's, what's the hardest place, Lulu, that you had to travel? Where you travel a lot of places that you told me, what was the hardest place with COVID? Where do you think it was the most strict with COVID where you've gone? Believe it or not, Key West. Really? Yeah. Um, Key West was very adamant um, rather than being inviting. And so okay. there, there's a difference. The Latin American countries invite you to take the hand sanitizer. They invite you to wear your masks, right? So they're very hospitable in it. And I went to Key West. As much as I love Key West, it was mask on and make sure it covers the whole, your nose and mouth. Yeah. Um, shamed if it runs just a little bit. And if you, you know, and there are no exception, no bitching. Um, and there, there's signs that literally say that. Really? So are they doing the outside? Are they doing are they doing the same thing we're doing here in the States with the, the social distancing in the diner, 25% and more outdoor? They're doing the same thing we're doing. They're doing the they're doing the exact same thing, but the way they do, it's the way they approach it. Okay. So when you're on vacation, you want fun and you want to be invited, right? You want you want to feel welcome. Right. There's, 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 it's all in the attitude and the demeanor and the presentation. If you were not, let's say, doing travel here and you were doing travel, you were stationed, let's say, in another country and you were bringing people back here, what would you tell those people about the experiences? Because you've traveled everywhere. Yeah, because I've done the best. What would you tell people about the U.S.? What's it like? So I would tell the folks that are coming to the U.S. to be prepared to, um, to have different rules by state. And, and, and also by, um, by towns, because there are certain towns that are stricter than others when it comes to wearing your mask. Yes. Um, some, some towns are saying, you know, if you're indoors, then you need to wear a mask. And if you're outdoors, as long as you're social distancing, you don't need to wear one. But referring back to Key West, as an example, I had to wear my mask even if I was outside and social distancing. Okay. Even if, if, what if nobody was around you? It didn't matter or they were outside. The police would um, question you. They could give you a, um, a fine, 
Really? Um, is, is it the same thing? Like I know I had talked to somebody who went to, um, uh, what was it? Um, uh, Poland. And uh, the lady had told me, I actually might make, uh, she'd go to Poland. And when she got there, the police tracked that she got there. They had her cell phone number and they called her. If they didn't see her from the window, they called her like every three hours. So it's something very similar that's happening in New York when you arrive. Okay. Um, into the, so when you arrive into New York, you actually have to, they are doing contact tracing. And if you don't answer your phones or you don't answer um, their text messages or anything along those lines, they're going to send a sheriff to your house. But they're not doing that in New Jersey. No. That's not strange. That's strange. You guys are neighbors. You guys originally started very similar, but um, the rule, the rules are very different by state. And even look, I'm based in Austin, Texas. Yeah. And what happens in Austin in in my area? Yeah. Versus the other side of Austin, say the west side, is completely different. I think it has to do a little with the with the population and how people get around. I mean, you got subways. There's a lot more potential. New Jersey, not that we're easygoing, but we don't have subways. We don't have, we don't have to get on a bus. No. And you don't have those huge apartment buildings that New York city has. Right. So, um, but even so, um, the entire state of New York. So even those that are live in Westchester or Long Island or even up in Buffalo, right. So they have a lot more space than New York city does. And Mm -hmm. still they have, you know, they have their whole contact tracing. I have one last question for you. We're almost out of time. I want to ask you, what three things can you leave with our, our viewers here tonight? What, what three parts of knowledge would you like to share with everyone about COVID that they probably should know that might help make their travel experience a little better? Don't be afraid. Know your boundaries. Um, shame somebody. Okay. Because th- that just builds more division. We want to, we want to unite. We want to be together. Okay. Well, um, I want to thank you very much for, for coming on the show. I hope you've enjoyed it. I know our viewers definitely have. Uh, I've definitely learned some stuff. I know I feel a little more comfortable about traveling. How about you, Marcus? Hey, absolutely. I, I think I should, you know, saddle up now and, um, and get myself down the road somewhere. Yay. All right. All right. Thank thank you for joining us, Lulu. Have have yourself a great holiday and I wish you the best and a good next trip that you take. Yes. Thank you so much. You guys have a great day. Bye-bye now. Okay. Bye now. That was interesting, wasn't it, Marcus? Yeah, absolutely. You know, and um, the biggest, the biggest message that she put out there was uh, travel, bring us together. Travel is how we unify as, as a human species you know, here on this world. So that's beautiful. Like I said, I I haven't seen my parents. It's going to be the first time they came up to see me. It would have been almost a year since I've seen them. And I usually would go to, go to Florida six times a year. And this time that's not happening, but at least I'm going to go down in December and maybe I'll slowly get there. Maybe not six or seven times, but, uh, We'll see how it goes. They were comfortable and and they're picky about traveling. So I I think this. Are you suffering from chronic joint or back pain? Downtown's Healthcare in Denver offers effective alternative therapies that are non-invasive, non-surgical and drug-free. Start your journey to a pain-free life. Call Downtown's Healthcare at 303-292-9992. Now in Lowry or downtown. With Lucky Land Slots, you can get lucky just about anywhere. 
This is your captain speaking. Uh, we've got clear runway and the weather's fine, but we're just gonna circle up here a while and uh, get lucky. No, no, nothing like that. It's just these cash prizes add up quick. So I suggest you sit back, keep your tray table upright, and start getting lucky. Play for free at LuckyLandslots.com. Are you feeling lucky? No purchase necessary. Void where prohibited by law. 18 plus terms and conditions apply. See website for details. Was a... Uh... Definitely a great message. Don't be scared and and just to be able to um, be smart about it. Yeah, so refreshing. You know, it really takes down takes down the guard quite a bit, you know, here, you know, you know, with uh, the new normal as they call it. Let's get back to some of the old normal. It, it, exactly. Uh, you know, speaking about taking things down, Marcus. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Hey everybody, it's John C. Morley, Sir Entrepreneur here. And I'm really excited today because I just got my brand new iPhone 12 Pro Max, which I'm going to unbox right here for you. Now, one thing I want to share with you is uh, a lot of people have said to me, gee, I wanted to get my iPhone Pro 12 Max, but they couldn't get it for another week or two. Why did I get mine today? Well, when Verizon had announced that they were going to release the phone this week, they also had told you when you need to order it. Sometimes they start the pre-ordering at midnight. Sometimes they do it at 3 a.m. Well, this time they actually got smart and did it at 8 a.m. in the morning. So I got up, made sure I had the form all filled out and was ready to go. So then it was just about, I'm going to say right about 8 o'clock, I clicked the button. It submitted and it was probably one of the first uh, batches of orders uh, they received. So here's the iPhone uh, 12 Pro Max. Uh, it's pretty easy. It just has a little plastic thing. I'm just going to pull it right off. Just a little piece of cell phone, cell phone uh, tape there. Uh, very easy to do. It, it comes right off. And uh, if you take a look, you will see that really nice uh, sleek box. To take it out of the box here. And you'll see kind of what's in there. And uh, if I take it out of the box here, you're going to see that... Um, I actually have um, the basically they put this little cover here to, to cover it in here. So it's basically just like that. And um, when um, I took it out of the box here, I'm in here. You can see that it has a little um, covering on it and really nice this time. They actually have a little uh, icon here for the bell. So you can take that on or off. Uh, there is the volume up and down. There is the power button here on the other side of the phone. I like the way Apple put this little protective coating on here. Something interesting about this phone versus um, the phone that I already have, which is uh, the 10X phone. Now I'm gonna take a look and just go ahead and take this cover off. So I have my phone in a little bit of a plastic case. Might take me a second just to get that off here. And so I have an OtterBox case right now. And um, just take a second here to pop that off. And as I pop that all off, you'll see that comes out pretty easily. There we are. All right. So um, one thing everyone's always asked me is the size difference. So is there a size difference? Yes, there is. If you take a look at the two iPhones, uh, you'll see the new phone on the right. And if I put them together, I don't know if you can see that how much together they are. If you can kind of take a look at, at, the, at the size, you can see that um, the new iPhone is just a touch bigger. Not much, just, just a touch. 
And then um, the screen is pretty much about the size of the old phone. And then what they did is they added a touch bigger on the side for a little bit more protection. So I think that was pretty cool the way they did that. So let's talk about what you get in the box. So obviously you get the iPhone 12 Pro Max, okay? I really like the uh, the cameras um, on the uh, back of the phone. I think that's going to be pretty neat how that's going to work. So um, I will be doing a review on this in a few days. So if you are hoping that you get a charger, well, you don't. You get a USB-C to lightning cable. That's USB-C. This is the... Uh, this is actually the thinner one. I don't know if you can see that there. This is the, the thinner one. So the thinner one basically is, is that end right there. So that's the USB-C connection. And the USB-C connection um, actually does not come, if you'll notice in this package, it doesn't come with any, any charger. So if you were hoping to get a charger, well, Apple's hoping that you already were a customer and that you're going to save uh, your old um, power square. So that you can plug it in. But if you have that power square, guess what? Most of the power squares, you can't plug in USB-C. Uh, just, um, just not something that you're able to do with it. You have to have an adapter. In this little container, they basically have um, a little safety and handling uh, notice just saying to us uh, about on the iPhone, go to settings, general, legal, and regulatory FF. RF exposure, or go to apple.com slash legal slash RF exposure. Battery and charging. Don't attempt to replace the iPhone battery yourself. You may damage the battery, which could cause overheating, fire, and injury, and we wouldn't want that. The lithium-ion battery in your phone should be serviced or recycled by Apple or an authorized uh, service provider and must be recycled or disposed of separately from household wastes. Okay. And, of course, they give you a nice little handy-dandy little um, Apple decal that you can put on whatever you'd like, your phone or what have you. Now, the thing I like about the phone that I got was that it's Pacific Blue. So it really has a sexy, uh, nice color there and really attractive. So when you get a new iPhone, um, if this is your first time replacing your iPhone and you already have an iPhone, uh, you need to download iTunes if you don't already have it. And go ahead and back up your phone. First thing you want to do. Make sure your phone is on 14.2, which is the latest version of the iOS software for the Apple iPhone. If you don't have that and you go to do an upgrade, it's going to cause you a little bit of a challenge. So just download the iTunes software, iTunes.com, and you can back up your phone if you haven't already done so. And make sure you're on 14.2. You can go to settings. Uh, you can go to software. Uh, updates, and you can go right there to download the update right there. Now, you can do it from iTunes. There has been some challenges where it doesn't always work. The last few versions weren't working correctly with iTunes, so that's why I recommend you to do it right from the phone. But do take a backup. After you've made uh, the backup of your phone, um, then go ahead and uh, install the new um, iOS 14.2, and then go ahead and make another backup. Now, when you activate this phone, which I'm going to do a little bit later tonight, you will go through the basic procedures, set it up, and then what's going to happen is I'm going to plug in my regular uh, lightning cable to USB, which I already have, and then I'm going to just choose uh, the option in iTunes, which is that I'm pretty much 
uh, migrating a phone and it will take all the data from one phone to the other. And that's really about it. Now, one of the things that I wanted to share with you about this particular uh, iPhone um, 12 Pro Max is it says on the back, it includes an iPhone 12 Pro Max and USB-C to lightning cable. Power adapter and headphones are sold separately. Well, why are they saying it about the headphones? Well, you'll notice if you're new to uh, any of the 10Xs uh, or later phones, you'll notice there is no uh, port on there for anything but charging. So they got rid of the um, that little earphone jack a while back and have gone to Bluetooth uh, headphones and headsets. And the other thing it says is that um, it supports CDMA, okay, which is a type of a wireless, GSM, UMTS, LTE, and 5G, sub-6 gigahertz, and MM wave cellular technologies, Wi-Fi, Bluetooth, the near-field feature, obviously, GPS. Some capabilities are not available in all areas and depend on your wireless plan and service provider network. For LTE and 5G, see apple.com slash iPhone slash cellular. Hearing aid compatibility, M3, T4. Additional information is available about that at apple.com slash iPhone slash compare. So you will notice that on the very bottom, they actually have smaller print, which you have to really um, try to read. It says it requires wireless service plan, which may include restrictions on switching service providers and roaming even after contract expiration. Apple ID for some features, internet access, acceptance of the software license terms at apple.com slash legal slash SLA. If you don't agree to the terms, well, basically you can't use the phone and you won't be able to use its features. Battery life and charge cycles vary with use and settings. Battery may eventually need replacement. One gigabyte is one billion bytes. Actual formatted capacity could be less. Uh, very handy. And then, of course, they have the little uh, QR code. So if you were to take your phone, uh, which a lot of people will do, uh, you can just take your phone that you already have. And I could do that right now with the phone that I already have right here. And I can actually read. I could read the, um, I could read the uh, QR code uh, right over here. I just have to zoom in on it. They made it really, really small. And then that will bring me to a page. And it's going to probably give me the same exact thing that um, I wish they would have made a little bigger because uh, by default, it's not the easiest thing to um, to see there. It, it just, um, the way they did it, I think they should have made a lot bigger. And then it has the part number, obviously, after that. You do have on the back, which is really important information, you have the EID number, the IME, I2 number, the serial number. You have the IMEI, MEID number, which is also important to note. And so these are useful pieces of information, which lots of times um, the companies may ask you for if you're having any issue. Now, Verizon has, I believe it's a 30 or 60 day after that period, uh, they will unlock the phone. What that means is that you can leave that provider and go to another provider, but you have to have um, that 30 or 60 day. Now, the thing is this, they don't say whether it's going to be for phones you've purchased or whether it's on phones that you're leasing. They don't tell you any of those details. 
Of course, there's small details about that. I like my old phone. It's kind of shiny. The new phone uh, has a little bit different of a shine to it, but I'm also going to get a clear case for it so I can see the attractive blue on it. And uh, I just think it was great how they actually put this nice little um, white covering on the phone. So uh, definitely before you, um, you know, uh, try to upgrade your phone, make sure you're on 14.2, definitely do your backup. And um, you'll probably be able to convert to your new phone in probably less than about 10, 10 minutes or so. Um, you know, once you've got your iPhone, um, iTunes software downloaded. And uh, that's pretty much all you need to do. Uh, so the other question that people always ask me is, you know, how much of these phones, how much do these phones cost? It's a great question. So the iPhone, um, the one that I have, the iPhone, which is the uh, 12 Pro Max, uh, sits right around $1,200. You, that's a 256 gigabyte model. Um, if you want to go up uh, to a larger plan, you can do that. They have the 500, uh, which you can go to that plan. And then they also have the, the 120, you can go lower. But again, if you had a phone and, you know, you had a plan, let's just say a uh, storage that was at 256, you're not going to use less. Okay. You're only going to use more. So I didn't even use half of mine. So I just got a 256 again and uh, really happy with this phone. I'm anxious to try it out later. So there are a couple steps you have to do. So once you turn the phone on, you're going to have a little bit of charge. You can activate the phone when you plug it into your port it is going to charge for you. Now, the other thing about this phone is that it does have the uh, the wireless uh, charging capability. So I can just put this on a, um, a near charger uh, and it will be able to charge the phone. Keep in mind that when you do charge the phone, it is going to get warm. It's not going to get hot. It is going to get warm. Um, and that uh, told by Apple is actually normal. And uh, it's actually happening because of the process of the induction between uh, the magnetic, which is causing the charge. So I hope that you have found this video useful. But before I do uh, go, I'd like to ask... Do you suffer from chronic hip, knee, or shoulder pain? Avoid drug dependency and surgery with Downtown's Healthcare in Denver. Downtown's Healthcare offers regenerative therapies that stimulate the body's self-healing process. Call Downtown's Healthcare at 303-292-9992, now in Lowry or downtown. Mary redeemed a $50,000 cash prize playing Chumba Casino this year. I was only playing for fun, so winning this was a dream come true. Chumba Casino is America's number one social casino experience. It's serious fun. With over 80 casino-style games to choose from, you too could win life-changing amounts of cash. Be like Mary. Log on to ChumbaCasino.com and give them a whirl. That's ChumbaCasino.com. No purchase necessary, void, or prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details. The voice in the preceding commercial was not the actual voice of a winner. Ask you to please go ahead and give this video a thumbs up if you're watching us on YouTube. Uh, go ahead and hit the um, uh, subscribe button and um, go ahead and hit the bell notification icon. This way, you're going to be instantly uh, alerted when I post new videos on this channel and do that for my other channels as well. So, we have the Jay Moore um, basically uh, the unboxing channel, which is what you're on today. We have the Jay Moore uh, reviews channel, and of course, we have the Jay Moore. Uh, tech talk show, which you can learn more about on our website through our subscriptions. So again, um, if you have a particular product that you would like me to unbox, just like I did this one, all you have to do is visit jmor.com. In the upper right-hand corner, you can reach out to us. Let us know what product you have. 
And um, you'll be donating that product to us, and we will do a unboxing on it. Then we'll do an, um, a review, and uh, we may possibly invite you to come on to our show and, and talk about it. So, again, when we do these products on our show, they're not about sales. They're about educating the public and to tell them, you know, what things are from, from truth, fact versus fiction. So, again, I was really excited to get this phone. I can't wait to get home later and activate this phone. And one of the things you're probably wondering is that, you know, what happens with my old phone? Well, because I did a trade up, I actually have to turn this phone within like 15 or 30 days or they charge you uh, the remaining price of the phone. Isn't that nice? So there's a couple ways you can do it. You can get a, a price that's lower if you had waited, like I think it's two years. So if you do get the phone in the first year after the first year, then you could trade it, trade in the phone, no penalty, but you have to trade the phone in. You can't use the phone to get a value. So that's that's the difference. If you're trading the phone in at no value, then you know basically you're able to uh, you know get the phone with the price. If you're able to trade the phone in and you're going to get like a four hundred forty dollar or five hundred dollar credit, then you're getting money back because you've actually um, purchased the phone. You actually own the phone. But uh, Verizon does allow you and many other carriers do too that you could actually um, upgrade your phone after the first year. Again, I hope you have found this video informative and useful. Please do pop by our channels, like them, subscribe them, click on the bell notification icons, tell your friends, tell your colleagues. And if you have a product you'd like me to unbox, just visit our website and let me know what it is. And I would love to do an unboxing and share it with our viewers. Have yourself a wonderful weekend. Good segue. I like that. <laughs> Excellent segue. Disc Dish shuts down Slingbox to oh, bring man. to brick all devices in 2022. You know what that is, viewers? That basically means that box is going to be useless. Yeah. It's going to just become a box with no ability to do anything. So until then, most Slingbox models are going to continue to work normally. But several of the supported devices for viewing will steadily decrease as the versions of Sling player apps become outdated and unfortunately they lose their compatibility. So the company said in a message, uh, you know, on their website, uh, and I quote, to make room for innovative products so that we can continue to serve our customers to the best way possible. But added that it wouldn't be releasing any new products. See, <laughs> that doesn't make sense, Marcus. I'm sorry. It's almost like you're talking out of two sides of your mouth. Yeah. Uh, is this a sneaky way of saying that, like, um, we're, we're still trying to figure out how to copy what everybody else is doing? I think it is. I think they're trying to, they're trying to just get their, their foot in and get some of the Kool-Aid, but they really aren't mm -hmm. smart enough to figure out what to do. Or maybe they don't have the financial resources because they don't know where to put them. Right? Because yeah. they don't know who's going to bite. Uh, yeah. You know, and 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 I think I think it really leaves people because uh, you know dish is not always great because you know if if it snows or rains we'll say goodbye to your TV set. Yeah, that's what always turned me off about it, and that's why I always strayed away from it. And um, when any whenever whenever they used to call me to try to sell me on it, I say, dude, you know, like uh, I live in Wisconsin. What do you think is going to happen? You're gonna you're gonna have a snow picture in the middle of your before your touchdown and the shh. yeah no Aaron Rodgers <laughs> so that that'll put a twist to anybody's sports but um, 
you know, many shoppers, um, you know, this is something interesting. Uh, I don't know if you, if you if you agree with this or not, but, you know, the twist of, of what's going on. Uh, many shoppers now, uh, Marcus, they don't want uh, they want zero store interaction right now. That's they quite don't want to be able to interact with people to buy things. That was a surprise yeah. to me. You know, the online shopping, it may be kind of key to this. What do you think, John? You know, um, I, I'm quite interested. Well, in the consumer this. reaction is is publishing retailers to redesign physical stores. Uh, and a, a study by Harris Poll recently uh, found out that 70% of the people want zero interaction with store personnel while shopping. But they still want to go to a store. Mm -hmm. So physically go to a store. Plus 35% are totally fine with never shopping in person again. So that's a very interesting caveat, Marcus. 70% yeah. of people still want to go to a store and shop, but they don't want to have somebody taking care of them. You, you know what it kind of sounds like? I think I think people just like socializing at some of these, some of these physical places. And um, I don't think it's so much of like they really want to purchase. I think the store is more like, you know, you know, uh, helping me to make a decision, uh, you know, and uh, just that experience. And so, you know, uh, my fear is like, you know, we could be seeing a lot of people out of jobs if like, you know, if we're going to have, you know, something that resembles something like uh, what you will see uh, pulling up, you know, like uh, you, you just tap, touch the screen and then someone come well, out. Well, we already have that in some of the stores that they want to see that. But I don't know, I think something is missing when you can't touch or feel something. Or see it with your own eyes in person. Right. Yeah. But 35% are totally fine with never shopping in person again. Yeah. It so sounds like, yeah. It, it does. And what this sounds like is what you alluded to, Mark, is that, you know, it means that the brick and mortar businesses, Marcus, are slowly moving to e-commerce. Yes. You know, so now you're going to do it right from your home. And, uh, it's it's going to be different. It, it's definitely going to be different. And um, stores are going to be able to operate. But I also see something else, Marcus. Competition is going to become very fierce. Very fierce. Yeah. Uh, the people are getting uh, so on top of things. And one of my guests, I'm not going to let the whole cat out of the bag, actually will be talking to us about how he does manufacturing in your own local town. We'll talk to him another show. But this is what we're doing. We're using resources that people are already paying money for uh, and then trying to use those resources to produce basically money, items that can produce money. So um, it's, it, it's going to be interesting, but we knew e-commerce was coming, Marcus. We really just didn't know to what extent. Yes, but the I banks agree. are getting very tough now, Marcus. I have to tell you, the banks for credit cards and merchant accounts they're becoming extremely difficult. It's like they don't want to open up e-commerce accounts. And you know why? There is so much fraud. They're asking you now to hold up your license mm. for my customers. Take a picture of the license and send it to them. And then send another picture so they can verify the license. I mean, what the heck nonsense is that? Yeah, they, they take you through to, to, to so many hoops if you got e-commerce uh, business. And you know it's just so so unfortunate. So many of the bad actors uh, have you know ruined these these lucrative opportunities right. for so many. You're people. right. And they made it hard for some of these people now that if let's say your business is even in business for four or five years, 
they're not just giving out the account anymore. You're going to get approved, Marcus, but they're going to give a 25 or 30% reserve. And that means that they're going to hold 30% of every transaction or so, and you're not going to be able to get that money for 90 days. And they may hold you to that for 18 months. And then they may or may not take away that reserve, if any at all. That's a very sad situation. I, I don't know how to expect people to uh, properly operate a business that way. And the other thing too, Marcus, that it really makes me sad, they lie to people. I can't tell you how many clients I've had that I've put in front of the banks and they lie to them. I'm like, what's going on? Oh, well, John, they're approved. I'm like, are they approved or not? Well, they're approved, but we just need one more thing. Well, is it a not? Yes or no? Well, they're kind of approved, but not really. I'm like, stop lying. And, and these people work on commissions. I get it. But why don't you just be honest with the people? You know? Yeah. Well, speaking about being honest, um, something that is pretty honest is Microsoft uh, is rolling out two new consoles. Did you hear about this? Yeah, you know, uh, people are like definitely ready to fill their Christmas trees up with some of these bad boys. Definitely. So they have two of them. They have the Xbox Series X. It's going to supposedly be the fastest, most powerful Xbox ever. Uh, and then they have the Xbox Series, the next generation performance in the smallest Xbox ever. So let's take a look at, you know, which may, may or may not be right for you. So, uh, Sometimes it can be hard to know, you know, which is the difference. But if we were to compare these two bad boys, as, as you said, um, you know, the, there are some differences. And the main thing is that the Xbox X series um, is is a one terabyte custom SSD internal storage. Um, and uh, the other unit is 512 gigabyte custom SSD internal storage. So the one terabyte SSD is a Seagate storage expansion card for the Xbox XX plugin into the back. Uh, it uses a USB 3.1 for an external hard drive, so you can still do that. Uh, the frame rate on both of them is 120 frames per second. Pretty respectable for games. Yeah, the processor bad. on the X uh, is 12 teraflops processing. Now, I know you're probably going to say to me, what the heck is a teraflop? Yeah, what the heck is a teraflop? <laughs> yeah, that is a new word. <laughs> That's a new word for me. Uh, so think of a, I can't talk. Think of a teraflop, teraflop like a math, math test for your graphics card. <laughs> uh, it's basically, uh, it's, it's, it's a computing term. So one TFLOPS, a teraflops, okay? System is capable of performing 1 trillion or 10 to the 12th power floating point operations per second. So the rate of one teraflop is equivalent to 1,000 gigaflops to match what one teraflop computer system can do in just one second. You should have to perform one calculation for every second for 31,688, 31,688.77 years. If that makes some sense. So <laughs> yeah. it's, it's in, in English, uh, Marcus, it's, it's a benchmark. And the okay. X series can do 12 teraflops of processing power, where the X series can only do four. Three times the power. 
Yeah, that's that's pretty impressive, and uh, I find it quite interesting that the processor inside this thing is a AMD uh, Nevi. Uh, so uh, that's uh, you know we really think the they, AMD is not so important, Marcus. Yeah. Usually, you know, I always talk about processors being important. I mean, it is important. Yeah. Don't get me wrong. But not the in most this case, important. Though, huh? It's the graphic processor that's the most important, yeah. and that's why we're measuring teraflops. Nice. So uh, the, the processor is, is not the real problem. It's the rendering. So the other big thing on these bad boys we got to talk about is the gaming resolution. So on the X series, you're going to get a true 4K resolution. On the Xbox Series S, you're only going to get a 1440p. Hmm. On the optic, on the uh, Xbox X series, you're going to get 4K UHD, and you're going to get a Blu-ray drive included. Not included on the 1440, but you could go buy yourself one and plug it into the USB 3.1 uh, port. The video on the Xbox Series X is up to 8K, high dynamic range, and the Xbox Series S is capable of 8K in, in the high dynamic range. So they're basically the same there. Uh, they both have a variable refresh rate. They have Don't let being treated for pain be a pain. Come to Downtown's Healthcare, 950 17th Street in Denver. Find out how to reduce pain naturally without surgery, without drugs. Call Downtown's Healthcare, 303-292-9992. Now in Lowry or downtown. Auto low latency. Uh, they both have auto low. Uh, they have Dolby Vision, excuse me. Um, and, um, you know, they have the DTS 5.1 digital Adobe. Uh, Drew, Dolby True HD with autonomous sound, uh, Windows Sonic. So they all come with the 3.3, 3, uh, 3 USB 3.1 Generation 1 ports, uh, HDMI 2.1 uh, out ports. So you can pop it to your TV nice and easily. Uh, it has the 802.11 AC dual band wireless. Now, I'm going to complain. You're building this high end box, right? Yeah. Why the heck aren't you giving us AX technology? You're only giving us AC technology, which is already a year or two old. Yeah, you know, I don't know why they was, you know, was sacrificed right there. It well, they're going to save sense. a few bucks. That's why. And the and the Ethernet port is only one gigabit. They didn't even bother to put a faster gigabit. They gave a ten, they gave a one gigabit Ethernet. Uh, so. You know, it, it, it's uh, the games on the Xbox Series X. You can play physical game discs and digital games. And the Xbox Series S, S excuse me, you can only do disc-free games. Mm. So they both can live stream record clips in 4K resolution at 60 frames per second, which is very respectable. Um, they have the digital games you can save, you can back up uh, safely to the cloud. And the digital games can travel with you. You can pre-install new digital games as soon as they're launched. Uh, you can pair the Xbox Game Pass, uh, instant library of over 100 games, and you have the ability to challenge your friends with an online multiplayer uh, experience, uh, which actually um, an EA Play is coming soon. So they're working on entertainment. So you can access hundreds of apps and services, and you're not just going to play games, Marcus. You can watch your famous Netflix, Amazon, Video, and Disney, and more. Mm. So it's going to become more of a multimedia package. So yeah. let's talk about the size of these puppies. So the Xbox Series S um, roughly uh, breaks down into 15.1 centimeters. Uh, so if we had to, everybody's probably going to know. So if you take uh, 15, basically 
15 uh, 0.1 centimeters uh, to inches, uh, you're going to come out to 5.9 inches on the on the uh, basically on on the width. The uh, the other would be uh, the height, and it's at 30 30.1 centimeters. So that's going to roughly be about 11.85, just about 12 inches. Uh, so a little bigger than your uh, than your notebook. Okay. okay? Uh, it's nine nine point eight pounds. And the um, the the other unit, the Xbox Series X, is a six and a half centimeters. So it's like almost half. And the uh, the height is twenty seven point five. So the height's about the same. The depth is fifteen point one. So it has the same depth, but the width is really basically a little, a little less than half. So the Xbox Series S. Uh, comes with uh, an Xbox X Series console. Console. Uh, the Series S console comes with the Xbox Series S console. Uh, the X comes with the Xbox wireless controller, and so does the uh, S. You, on the X, you get the ultra high speed HDMI cable, and you also get that on the S as well. So, so that's kind of nice. The X comes in black, and the S comes in white. But here's the best thing, Marcus. If you don't want to buy these puppies, because I'm sure you're probably wondering how much do these things cost? Yeah, right? definitely. You know, so what's, what's the, that, what's the, that, that's the thing? Well, here's the thing that they do, which I think is very interesting. They don't even try to waste time in telling you what it costs. <laughs> do you know why they do that? Uh, to, for, to build hype? What is this? Well, they do that uh, because they're trying to get you to pay it per month. Hmm, that's interesting. So um, you can actually get the the new the new the new consoles that are coming out. Uh, you can get the new uh, the new series, basically just for around thirty four thirty four ninety nine a month. Wow, they so they're trying to create a committed. Uh, uh, you, you, you know, you, you do own it. It's not like you rent it. Yeah. Uh, but they want to finance it. So the the new consoles, the new one. Uh, goes for just around 500 bucks. Okay, that's the new Xbox Series console. And the cheaper one goes for just around 300 bucks. But they're trying to break it down into the 24, 399 package deal. <laughs> uh, and in Australia, okay, uh, UK and Australia, you can expect to pay close to 800 bucks for that uh, bigger unit. And almost close to five, four and a half, almost 500, a little over five for that, so, for the smaller one. So, uh, in the U.S. is 300. So, again, I think, um, you know, they're trying to get everyone to be able to afford it. Uh, yeah. And the Xbox Series X, uh, basically, they want you to all commit to the 24-month payment plan, which is only $24.99 a month, while the Xbox X Series is $34.99 per month. So, you know, if you take that, you take that 20, if you take the, uh, um, the, the you know, the, the more expensive one, the $34.99 a month, and you multiply that out times 24 months, you just paid almost $900, $839.76. Yeah. So it really yeah. doesn't pay to finance this thing. No. And if you finance the smaller guy, $24.99 times 24 months, because everybody says, oh, it's only $24.99, but you're paying... Another two hundred. It's three hundred. You're paying another almost double the price. It's five ninety nine seventy six. Yeah, that's that's totally insane. And you know that and, is uh, insane. Yeah, you might as well just pay it off if you're going to get it. 
Well, that, that that's what I said. It's, it's, it's crazy. So if you want to go get one, I'd recommend uh, putting your request in now. I'm sure these are going to sell up before Christmas and Hanukkah. So don't wait until after Thanksgiving or, or Black Friday uh, because there may not be any on the shelves or in the e-stores. Yeah, I don't uh, know. So. They, are, they are very, very hot. And uh, as soon as they release some of these new features, they're going to become even hotter. So um, Supreme, uh, they use a new uh, network of North American manufacturers, uh, uh, which is kind of interesting. Doing something similar to what one of our guests is going to do, but they do some interesting. Instead of mass manufacturing in China, uh, the brand that they have, now this is the real interesting thing. Uh, they're going to start making things like Nike, Rimova, Nike, and Louis Vuitton. Hmm. Guess what they're going to do? They're going to start implementing them to be manufactured in your hometown. Wow, that's that's interesting. And uh, that's why I'm wondering one thing, Marcus, is price going to go down if they do this? It seemed like that would make make for the, the more it ideal makes situation. Sense, but I don't know if they're actually going to do that or if they're going to pocket the extra money because they're saying, hey, it didn't come from China. I don't know. <laughs> yeah, that, that could also happen. <laughs> it could. So, I mean, I like the idea, but I think we just got to watch it. And we'll talk more to our guest who's coming up in a few weeks where he's actually manufacturing furniture uh, in your hometown. Yeah. But we had a real snafu uh, just a few days ago, actually on Friday. Anyone trying to get a mortgage or um, trying to get a credit card application or sign anything online digitally? Well, you could fill out the form, but you couldn't sign it. Oh, man, I, I heard that caused a lot of trouble. There was a lot of angry people. <laughs> uh, now, what was the, the, the reason behind this? And uh, yeah, this I what happened again? This is the problem, Marcus. I always say if you're running a business... You can't run on third-party technology. You know, yeah. if you have that technology to run your business, okay, you need to have a backup. We even have another backup for our credit card processor if our first one goes down. Uh, Adobe Sign went down, a service that they offer, which is actually linked to DocuSign and many others. But there were some other companies that were not affected that had their own document signing systems, only a couple. But most of the people always go for what's cheap. So they pay the DocuSign fee, and you could sign your documents online. And it took them Friday, Saturday, Sunday, Monday, Tuesday. What was it, Tuesday or Wednesday? I think it came back online. Yeah. That was it a was long about, time. Yeah, was, uh, Imagine heard, trying to apply for an application, and now you can't because you can't sign it. Yeah, it's terrible. Oh, man. Just... I, mean, I, mean, I mean, I say shame on Adobe. I'm sorry. I know Adobe does a lot of great things, but... The two things I don't like, they do. I don't like that they force you to buy the design, their package. You have to pay the monthly. I don't like that. And I also don't like the fact that they just keep upping the price on things because they feel they can. You know, I don't even use in-house professionally. I don't even use Adobe's products in-house for, um, I should say, for some things, but for like, you know, like Adobe uh, PDF manipulation, uh, portable document format. I don't use Adobe. I use another product. The yeah. product was a third of the cost, and it does just as much as Adobe does, if not more. And the updates are only fifteen dollars, are only twenty five dollars for the year. <laughs> okay, a product that's one hundred thirty nine dollars, Marcus, as opposed to spending what three hundred, four hundred dollars for Adobe uh, uh, Acrobat Creator. <laughs> 
Yeah, that you're going to need a couple glasses on too. <laughs> exactly, exactly. So, you know, and now they have this whole thing. You got to install their thing. And if you want this app, it's this price, this feature. But then if you want the next one, you got to pay more. And if you want this, well, you should just buy the whole package because it's going to cost you too much if you buy two. Yeah. So you have to install their whole rights management system. So it's it, it's it's interesting. But uh, something else interesting, uh, we're starting to monitor Earth from space. Yeah, this is pretty cool. You know, uh, mm -hmm. yeah, so tell us a little bit about this. Skywatch CEO uh, breaks down how satellite imagery technology is going to be used to detect climate change and how the market is going to grow in the future based on what happens uh, on Earth that they see in space. He said something, I'm going to quote, that we go to space to make our world better, to make Earth better. That's why we go to space. Yeah. And CEO of Perception Technology Company, Light, explains how its clarity platform is now enabling vehicles, check this out, to see any 3D objects up to 1,000 meters away. Hmm. That's a lot. It is. That's pretty far. <laughs> so if we break meters into feet, uh, that would be 3,280.84 feet. Yeah, that's pretty far. Okay. So to give you some kind of perception, um, let me see. Uh, I think the biggest thing I could probably tell you is uh would probably be like a stadium everybody knows like a stadium field yeah and a stadium field roughly okay um roughly is uh it's a hundred yards with a 10 yard deep line so fifty seven thousand square foot so if you put several fields together you basically have yourself 120 yards is 360 feet so if you put a whole you're roughly around 500 feet for a uh for a football field. Okay. So what did we say that was about? How many, how many, how did I say that was 36,000, right? Yeah. 36,000, 36,000. So if we were to just, just rough numbers, if we took 500 and divided into just ballpark here, 36,000, that's a lot of ballpark fields. That's a lot. It's just really a lot. It, it actually comes down to 72. Yeah. Uh, so yeah. that gives us, Everybody knows what a football field is. And if yeah. you could think of 72 of those consecutive in a row, that's how accurate they can be. This is really good. It's really going to, you know, I mean, but um, other than just the ability to, to, to use these for vision, what, you know, what, what else do you see the, the benefit of these? Well, um, I think they're going to be able to, like I said, they're going to be able to get, you know, geographics of the landscape. They're going to be able to tell traffic conditions. Uh, they're going to be able to tell you uh, how many kinds of trucks are in one area. They could probably use it for routing software. Uh, they could help ambulances get. Are you suffering from chronic joint or back pain? Downtown's Healthcare in Denver offers effective alternative therapies that are non-invasive, non-surgical, and drug-free. Start your journey to a pain-free life. Call Downtown's Healthcare at 303-292-9992. Now in Lowry or downtown. 
Mary redeemed a $50,000 cash prize playing Chumba Casino this year. I was only playing for fun, so winning this was a dream come true. Chumba Casino is America's number one social casino experience. It's serious fun. With over 80 casino-style games to choose from, you too could win life-changing amounts of cash. Be like Mary. Log on to ChumbaCasino.com and give them a world. That's ChumbaCasino.com. No purchase necessary. Void or prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details. The voice in the preceding commercial was not the actual voice of a winner places they can prioritize traffic lights based on what type of trucks are on the road right so if, let's say uh there is a, a non-commercial road and um suddenly there is certain kind of vehicles like an ambulance and it's not even a rush or maybe it's a certain type of vehicle they could have the light scheming chain there's a lot of things they can do they could aerial photography um but again there's another company out there uh, which you may or may not have heard of. It's called Pictera. And Pictera is actually starting to embrace uh, this technology. It's called Geospatial Imagery Made Analysis. It's an all-in-one platform that allows you to quickly and securely build and deploy, yes, you heard it, your own multi-level models and detect mapping objects with just a few lines of code added to your website or your app. Dang bad. You know, that's not a bad, that's not a bad feature at all. And it's a good feature, Marcus, yeah. but I'm just concerned it doesn't get into the wrong hands. Yeah, that's always that concern. So <laughs> that that that's my concern is that we vet the people that we uh you know, look, they don't even want to give they don't want to give a uh a, a merchant account out to somebody because they're fearing a risk. But yet we're going to go ahead and give somebody keys to the Pentagon or we're going to go ahead and give somebody keys that they can go just snoop on somebody because they can basically these cameras are very strong. They are. They are. They uh, are. Speaking about space, uh, Marcus, uh, SpaceX, our good friends, uh, Elon Musk. So Na NASA, we all know NASA, uh, officially approved the SpaceX Crew Dragon uh, capsule and the Falcon 9 rocket. It was the first one approved, Marcus, in 40 years. And the first flight is set to happen this Saturday, November 14th. Wow. I think that's going to be an amazing thing. And that's going to start to open up the door to going to space. But, you know, going to space, Marcus, isn't so easy. I don't know if I want to do it. Uh, it's not just being healthy, but there's a lot of risk when you go to space. It's not like getting in a car. It's not like flying in a plane. Uh, even though they say it's safe, there's just a lot of things that have to happen. And if all those things don't happen right, it could be a problem. Yeah, you can run into some issues very fast and, you know, there's going to be no no, no return at all. So, you know, you, you might go there, but you won't be to return it. But they're going to charge a lot of money to go there. Yeah, obviously. Yeah, that, that's 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 coming. It's coming down a pipeline. And um, I, I can just imagine you know, what that's going to be like, you know, and then the training, you know, it's going to be some, some form of training. You're going to have to go through some kind of basic training before you get on, but they're saying that anyone's be able to just buy a ticket and go on in a few weeks. I don't know how the heck they're going to do. Yeah. That. I don't know how that's going to happen. They're going to, they said they're going to make it more like a plane where you're going to go through like an orientation, kind of like if you go skydiving, I've never done that. Don't plan on it. Um, but if you go skydiving, they do like a quick orientation and sign your life away. And okay, here you go and jump. They give you like 15 minutes and explain to you how you pull this cord. And if that doesn't work, well, then quickly pull this cord. This is the backup one. 
and you sign away, you understand your rights and liabilities. And even though we've done everything for you, if something does malfunction, we want to let you know that we're not responsible. Yeah, and this 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 thing is said to you know be flying off like you know Saturday, so it's it's going to be you know interesting to see you know if it's successful, what's going to happen after that, you know. So, wow, this is um you know happening before our very eyes, but but like you said, it's, you know it's, it sounds like uh just like you get on an amusement ride and that's it. Well, that's the point, Marcus. Is you get on a music ride, but you know, I know about you. But when I go on a music ride, I mean, I I like to go on some rides, but there's some rides I don't want to go on. Uh, you yeah, know, <laughs> I'm like that too. Yeah, don't. Be, don't be I like a lot of rides. I like roller coasters. Uh, being an engineer, if I don't feel comfortable with the structurability of the ride, I'm not getting on it. Uh, one of those is Lightning Loop. You might know they have a Great Adventure. Uh, actually, not Great Adventure. They have it a lot of parks. And I looked at how they put those together, ratchets and stuff, and it's just one little thing and one little screw that they tighten remotely, and that holds the whole ring together. <laughs> and you see the amount of vibration, and you can see the ring kind of doing this, no thank you. Right? But speaking about going things going fast and going around loops, uh, Marcus, <laughs> uh, the Verge, uh, with the Virgin Hyperloop, they're hitting an important milestone. They're going to have the first the first human passenger test uh, on uh, that they had uh, November 8th at 9.01 uh, p.m. And, you know, um, they actually tested. Uh, it was a 500-meter journey. Uh, again, they're all uh, in, in Europe. So 500 meters, uh, in, in if we convert that into feet, uh, that basically converts into 1,640 feet. So for our football fans, uh, right around three, about three, 3.2 stadiums. Yeah. Okay. And uh, the thing about this is it, it, it looks something almost like what you'd see from outer space. Yeah, it does. Um, it, uh, this is another thing that's really interesting. It does 1,000 meters Okay, per hour. And uh, the, yeah, this is this thing is pretty fast, and um, so that's three thousand two hundred eighty. That's three. That's three football six, fields. Plus seven hundred and sixty miles per hour. Yeah, that's a lot, Marcus. That's a lot. But what was really interesting to me. There's zero carbon emissions, so that's nice. But, you know, um, this Hyperloop thing, it's small. Like, it's not very big. It almost reminds me like a pod. Yeah. A little bigger. Uh, and now with the COVID thing, how are people going to be doing social distancing in a Hyperloop? Uh, that's not going to happen. <laughs> I. Uh, but here's the other funny thing. You know, the people that actually test drove this, probably wondering who they were. I know I was. They were actually employees of the company. <laughs> so, uh, again, it, it, it is, um, you know, this test took place on Sunday afternoon at the company's DevLoop test track in a desert outside Las Vegas, Nevada. And the first passengers on this amazing little uh, journey uh, were Virgin's Hyperloop's chief technology officer and co-founder, Josh uh, Giegel. Uh, head of passenger experience and Sarah Lucian. 
They strap themselves into their seats, into that company's amazingly attractively looking pod or shuttle uh, in this gleaming white and red Hyperloop, they call it a pod, <laughs> uh, and they dubbed the name Pegasus to it. And they were transferred into an airlock as the air inside enclosed the vacuum tube was removed. So here's something interesting about this. I'm not sure mm -hmm. if I'm, I'm crazy about this. So we talk about technology, right? So right. in order for this to work, Marcus, they actually have to do something very similar to a plane. They got to take the air out so that they can travel faster. Mm. So that means if they're doing that, they got to have air inside that capsule. They got to have oxygen in there. Yeah. Yeah, because uh, it, it, you're not going to be able to breathe. Well, they have to. They have to take. They have to take. They go into what they call an airlock chamber. Yeah. So the air is locked inside. You know that that you know that they that they put in there for you to have for that. And I'm sure they have an oxygen system. I would think, and they have cameras on board so they can monitor you. Yeah. So so it doesn't lose what you know <laughs> what's installed in there. So that's that's pretty that's pretty freaky and pretty uh, scary to think about. Yeah, so they were transferred into this airlock as the air inside the enclosed vacuum tube was removed. So they removed all the air inside the tube. Yeah. And they put oxygen inside the So I guess with no vacuum in the tube, by having the vacuum removed in the tube, it's able to go faster, basically, by taking the air out. So the pod accelerated at brisk 100 miles per hour and 160 kilometers per hour down the length of the track before slowing down to a very safe stop. So the achievement for Virgin Hyperloop was that it was founded in 2014, and I guess they've been working very hard on the premise of making Tesla and SpaceX CEO Elon Musk vision of a futuristic transportation system of magnetically levitating pods traveling through nearly airless tubes at speeds of 760 miles per hour. The dev loop test track is 500 meters long and 3.3 meters in diameter. So for those of you who are wondering, we all, we did the thing on that already, but if you wanted to know what 3.3 meters is, it's roughly about 10 feet. Now I got to tell you almost 11 feet. That's not a lot of space, Marcus. No, it's not. It looks like a very cozy, like cabin. Like I literally see this probably room for maybe four people or maybe two. They don't show you the other side. But it may just, it looks like it might just hold four people, but I don't know. And these people, the funny thing is they're strapped in and this is not a very slow uh, ride. <laughs> it moves. Uh, I just don't know if it's going to feel like a, a roller coaster or not. So uh, very interesting how they did this. The, the track is located about 30 minutes from Las Vegas, as I mentioned. And the company says it has conducted over 400 tests on that track, but never before with human passengers until that moment. So well, some brave um, little souls. What's that? There's some brave souls there, huh? Yeah, and I want to quote Jay Walter, uh, CEO of Virgin Hyperloop. Uh, he told uh, Verge, this is full-scale working Hyperloop that is not just going to run in a vacuum environment, but it's going to have a person in it. So no one has to come close to doing it. You know what this reminds me of? It reminds me of those futuristic shows you see on TV. Yeah. You know? Um, the ones that, cause, cause this could go underwater. This could do a lot of stuff, Marcus. It could. Yeah. Uh, you, you can get across the Atlantic faster, Dan. Yeah. It, it, it could be a lot faster. And, uh, 
the bird is, is eventually going to be a full-size pod capable of carrying up to 23 passengers. So it looks like their hope is to make something bigger, not, not wider, but longer. Hmm. So it's still going to be very close for comfort. I hope you like who you're sitting next to. Definitely no room for the five foot or 10 feet for the COVID safety on this. No, not at all. It weighs 2.5 tons currently, and it measures 15 to 18 feet long, according to Geigel. And uh, it's lush white interior is meant to be familiar to passengers who may not immediately be comfortable with the idea of being slingshot through a vacuum sealed tube at the speed of a commercial jet. So this is an interesting thing. So you get on a plane and commercial jets go very fast, okay? But right. we don't experience how fast a jet goes because of the environment we're in, right? Mm -hmm. So they're claiming that it's going to be a very comfortable experience. I don't know. I haven't ridden one. I'm not rushing to ride one either. No, I don't want to be one of the first. Groups. They say it's not like some crazy newfangled science fiction invention. Uh, they said it's an inter they, that, that basically it's something that's going to remind you of going somewhere faster. Um, I don't know what their plan is, but they want to get somewhere safer, faster. Um, and Luchin, I quote, said prior to the experience of the acceleration, as well as the monitor, the temperature inside the pod and the ventilation system, uh, they were very interested to experience what it was going to be like. But they monitor the temperature uh, inside the pod and how the so the ventilation system is very important in this. Right. Uh, and they wanted to see the system safety procedures in action. Oh, boy. <laughs> was they never had a human being inside before how they're going to be able to maintain oh and they have like a space they almost have like everyone has like a radio on that they can talk back to control i don't think they're going to be giving a radio control to everybody in there and how much are they going to charge people for this and what's the orientation period going to be oh man this is uh this is going to be expensive ah uh, yeah we we i don't think we're going to be talking thousands I think we're going to be probably talking maybe 50 to 100 bucks a ride if we can pack this thing. Yeah, so, only if you can pack it, you know, uh, but if you can't Well, they're pack saying it, they're going to be able to do, what do they say, 27 passengers? So uh, I don't know what the cost is to operate this thing. Um, Giggle, Giggle said, and I quote, the acceleration will feel very similar to a plane taking off. Yeah. So that's not terrible. That's not it. That's not at all. Uh, you know, so. The pod, if you're wondering what keeps this puppy going, it's magnetic levitation. The same technology they use to power uh, roller coasters and bullet trains like you've seen in Disney. They can take the Aerosmith ride from zero to 60, I think, in like uh, 3.5 seconds. It will hover around 300 miles per hour. That's its hovering speed. <laughs> uh, but the Hyperloop's theoretical maximum, remember they always say it, it's just like we have theoretical maximums for Wi-Fi. I call right. them the lab, the lab conditions because nobody gets those. It'll be a theoretical maximum of 760 miles per hour. That is the theoretical, um, Marcus. That's not the actual. So it could be faster. In, in no, 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 no. Theoretical usually means it could be slower. Oh, so yeah, theoretical okay. means that every condition is purposely correct, but maybe okay. they can't get something correct. Maybe they can only achieve 430 mm. or 500. So um, it was a short test and they got up to only about 100 miles an hour. 
a little over it, and then they accelerated it, and then they decelerated it, and then it went smooth. So they're not astronauts, um, as they said, but it was an experience. And uh, Musk published an alpha paper which theorized the aerodynamic aluminum capsules filled with the passengers of the cargo could be propelled through a nearly airless tube at speeds of 760 miles per hour. Now, these tubes uh, were raised on pylons, and they're sunk beneath the earth, so they could build, be built either within uh, cities, uh, outside cities, and he called it the fifth mode of transportation. Uh, Elon also argued that it could help change the way we live, work, and trade, and travel. But the most eye-catching thing, and I quote from Elon, is the scenario to be posed was a trip from L.A. to San Francisco in only 30 minutes. Yeah, that ain't bad. <laughs> no, it's not bad. Uh, they don't have any speculation of what it's going to cost. Of course not. Uh, yeah. I'm thinking this thing's going to cost millions to build. Yeah, you you, you got to lay new tracks and you got to figure out how where you're going to put these tracks. Not not right. even tracks. You got to build tubes. Yeah, do tubes. Yeah. Tracks yeah, are easy. We've been doing tracks our whole life, but we never build tubes. Yeah. So, yeah, the tubes, yeah, the tubes could be an issue. You, you go to Europe a lot of times and say, oh, we're going to take the tube. That's not a tube. That's a train. But they call it a tube. <laughs> Imagine well, we were... that there's going to be a process. They got to take the air out of the tube before they can even get you going. I just wonder what that's going to feel like. I got to think it's going to be very similar to a roller coaster starting up. So you're going to feel has, that, to. that takeoff. But I wonder, Marcus, is the body going to sense that motion once it's in that inertia state? Am I going to feel like I'm going on a plane? I don't feel like I'm going like that fast, right? Right. I wonder what that's going to feel like. Yeah, I, 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 I'm thinking that it's going to feel like a, a roller coaster. It's, you're going you're gonna to have some type of commotion um, behind you, you know. So. <laughs> well, here's the thing. You know, a plane has has turbulence, right? Yeah. Well, what if there's turbulence in the tubes? I mean, what if there's air pressure issues? They claim they're going to monitor it, but suppose you have tubes all over the place. And then, Marcus, how do you get one hydro loop to another tube? So now you got to have some type of switch chamber. And you're going to tell me that you're going to be doing that at 760 miles an hour? I don't think so. I think they got to slow down when they get to a switching station. Maybe they said they hover at 300 miles per hour. That's they still hover. Fun. Now, you know what it's like to get a car at 100 miles per hour. 300 miles per hour is its hovering speed. Yeah. Right? Yeah. You know, Amtrak? I mean, how, how fast does the, what is it, the Amtrak, uh, uh, what, is, what is it called? The Amtrak, um, uh, what do they call that? Uh, I'm trying to think now that they, they call. Oh, that one only goes 150 miles per hour is what the Amtrak's, uh, that Acela train goes. Mm. So now you're talking about going a lot faster. <laughs> but I got to tell you, the people on the on that train don't really feel like they're in a roller coaster. I've been on the Acela. It doesn't feel bad. Yeah. Uh, the initial startup, you do feel it. So I don't know, but I'm thinking that if they balance things correctly, you may not even notice. The only thing I'm thinking that could go wrong is we could have air pressure issues and those air pressure issues could cause problems uh with let's call the comfort of the travel what do you think marcus i, I think we're gonna have have some some form of problems you know like <laughs> that they're gonna have to work out 
you know, because I, because it seems like they just want to rush this idea because, like, you know, we moving into twenty twenty one. I don't know. <laughs> well, you know, so I mean, I I get that they want to move and move us into the next frontier of um of transportation, but you know, but. All it's, these it's, it's it's very different, and I know you guys remember yeah. earlier in the show. Uh, uh, you know, we actually did the unboxing, as you remember. And uh, I got to tell you, I really do like I like the new iPhone. I, I think it's a really cool, slick, sexy phone. Um, and I'm actually uh, going out now to actually get the right case. And you got to get a clear case. If you don't get a clear case or a MagSafe case, then you're going to impede the charging ability of it. Mm. can't be yeah. too thick or it's going to get warm. It's not going to charge properly, but great phone. But again, just again, to let you guys know, you do not get, again, just to show you in case you missed it before, this is all you get in the box, Marcus. This is it. Yeah. Not much. You get this little card to warn you on some things and you get a nice little Apple logo. Big deal. And like I was saying to you guys, if you missed it before when I mentioned, um, you don't even get a regular USB uh, to uh, to Lightning. You get a uh, USB-C to Lightning. And if you have one of the older chargers, which is saying you can use, you can't use this. You need an adapter. I do like the way you have the powerful camera, so I'll give you some reviews on it later. And I like the way they gave this nice little... Uh, Thing that you could peel off. It is a little bigger uh, than the other phone. They made it a touch bigger on the side, and, and the screen's a touch bigger. So uh, definitely interested to check that out and um, and see what's going to happen because uh, I just feel that they should have given people. They said they were going to give you the um, the uh, wireless charger. They didn't even give that to you, Marcus. Oh really? Nothing. I got a cable. Oh man. I got a cable, and I can plug that cable if I have a USB-C on my computer. Some people don't have that. Yeah. So I think they've really presumed a lot about people. But I do like the blue, and I'm going with the clear case because um, I want to be able to, you know, see. I, I think the phone looks really attractive, and I want to be able to see uh, that particular um, color, that nice blue color. But if you want to get one and um, – you know, you're watching our show. I talked to somebody today and they saw that I got the phone. They said, oh, I can't get one. I said, what happened? They said, oh, I have to wait a week or two. Well, I got up early and at, at 7.59, I was filling out the paperwork. At 8 o'clock, I pissed the, clicked the button and this was delivered early this morning. Hmm. But there's already a backlog on this. And the funny thing is, this got shipped from Apple, not Straight from Verizon. Back. Straight from the Apple store? It got shipped from their California center. There's got to be a reason for that. What's that? There's got to be a reason for that. Well, um, I guess that's just their fulfillment center. I mean, I mean, I don't think Verizon has a center there, um, but that's where it came from. It came right from it came right from that address. So I thought that was interesting. And uh, the other thing I just want to let people know is that if you do have a phone, make sure that you back up your old phone. This was my old phone. And um, you make sure you're up to 14.2 on this and also on your new device before you attempt to transfer the software. So update your phones, back up your, your uh, always back up before you do anything. And then once you've got this all updated, 
then transfer, which would take you five or 10 minutes. If you don't do that, you'll be kicking yourself and saying, gee, why didn't I back up my phone and listen to John? But before we go, I know we had a great show and, and, and we always have good shows. Our content just keeps getting better and better. Listen, ladies and gentlemen, if you have a particular product that you would like me to review, it's really easy. All you need to do is go to jmor.com, pretty easy website to get to. And over there on the right-hand side of our website, you're actually going to see a couple things. You're actually going to see on the far right-hand corner of our website, you're going to see a button that says that you can actually uh, reach out to us. So really easy to do that. You can do that a couple ways. Uh, the easiest way that you can do that is by clicking on the, um, the contact us, uh, reach out today uh, button right next to our search. And then after that, you can just go to where it says web inquiry and tell us what product uh, you'd like us to, uh, to evaluate, uh, unbox. So you do need to send us the product. You do have to donate the product to us. That is one thing you have to do. And it does become our property. And uh, we'll do an unboxing of it. We'll do a review. Anything technology, ladies and gentlemen. It could be uh, something that's battery powered. It could be something that's electric powered, solar powered. It could even be crank powered. Uh, if you're not much into email, well, we even have a little click to call feature. You can click on our little red phone where it says, how may I help you? And you can just pick over there where it says home or business. Click on your phone number. Click start call. And our system will actually dial you right from the web it'll ring your phone and ring us at the same time so i don't know where the time goes marcus um i hope that everyone has enjoyed the show uh, i think we had a lot of great content tonight didn't we yeah i certainly agree john you definitely uh gave us the goods here tonight and and the slam dunked it so thank you so much well i want to give you just a quick heading so you guys know who's coming next week i always like to give you uh, a little a little teaser about who's coming up next week. Uh, we have a great guest actually coming up next week. And this particular guest that's coming up uh, for our 20th show uh, is actually a surprise. So I'm actually not going to tell you who that is, but I am going to share with you who our guest is for the 27th. Uh, the 27th, uh, we have Nicholas uh, uh, Romaniello, who's an EMT. But what I will tell you about the person on the 20th, we'll share more, more tips. We want you to keep tuning in and watching our clips. Um, he actually was featured uh, in, in a New York magazine. He's actually a doctor. Uh, and I think you're really going to enjoy uh, the interview that I have with him and as well as all the other things that we're going to be doing. And if you have content um, or you'd like to be a guest on our show, you can reach out to us at the website. And let us know what you'd like to talk about. Again, it's not a sales show. We provide education to you as the viewers. Again, I am so grateful uh, to you, Marcus, and of course, to my wonderful audience here uh, that keeps growing and listening to the great knowledge we have. Please share our content. Tell your friends, tell your colleagues. If you have any enemies, tell them too, because you know they need to learn about uh, new technology. You don't have to like them, but uh, share our content with them. Uh, everyone I tell about our technology always says to me, John, thanks for sharing. And that's what they're going to say to you. And uh, I'm so grateful to be here. And unfortunately, we need to say good night. And I wish you a very happy, healthy, and a safe weekend. And remember, please be safe. If you don't see people wearing their masks, put your mask on, of course, but stay clear of them. Be smart. Have fun. Don't congregate. It's up to every one of us, ladies and gentlemen, to stay safe. And we have to remember that. It's not the other guy. It's our responsibility. Have a great night and a wonderful weekend. 
Thank you for tuning in to the Jaymore Weekly Technology Show, where we answer your questions about how technology is supposed to work and sometimes why you have challenges getting it to work that way. For more IT support and tips, just text IT support to 88811. That's IT support to 88811, and you'll get tips on technology. I'll see you next week right here on the Jay Moore Tech Talk Show. Remember, jmor.com. Don't let being treated for pain be a pain. Come to Downtown's Healthcare, 950 17th Street in Denver. Find out how to reduce pain naturally without surgery, without drugs. Call Downtown's Healthcare, 303-292-9992. Now in Lowry or downtown.